Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Boy, do we have a loaded day for you today, folks. Great to be with you today on Political Coffee. This is the show, of course, where you, I hope and truly pray, change your world by participating and listening to the discussions that we have about how we change our world. We do that by having persuadable conversations with persuadable people. It's the whole goal of this radio show. You know that. That's why we talk about the issues the way that we do. And boy, are we loaded today. Donald Trump's announcement that he's running for president in 2024. What do you think? Did you watch his speech? What did you think of his speech? Hmm? Measure 114. Got a great email from Jim. It's about the Fox News story, and I will have all of this on the show plan today, about that uh, several Oregon sheriffs are refusing to enforce the law for a number of reasons. The entire law. Now, the Lynn County Sheriff only went so far as to do the, to say that she would not enforce, this is my sheriff, because I live in Lynn County now, that she would not enforce the uh, 10-round magazine provision because the U.S. Supreme Court has already ruled on that. Well, these other sheriffs are saying they're going to go further in this Fox News story. Okay. And Jim writes this. This puts firearms purchases in control of the state. And the subheadline here on this Fox News story quotes a sheriff saying, there's just no way possible for us to enforce that, nor would I simply because it is an infringement on our Second Amendment. Now, because there's no funding for it, and it would take away, it would lead to defunding cops, which is the goal of this thing, what would you think? This is what Jim writes to me. What would you think if property owners are asked to fund this through bond measures. How would you vote? And even if you did fund it, there's no guarantee that obtaining a permit will offer the training. There's no guarantee of obtaining a permit due to the subjective standards set by an issuing agency that if the data is available to the public, it could lead to doxing and home invasion gun theft. And is this a backdoor registration system? 
based on the assumption that permit holders have guns. The same for CCL holders. Is this a gateway to confiscation? Yes, Jim, by the way, the weather is fantastic. That will change. Anyway, would you be willing to pay a higher property tax to fund Measure 114 through a bond issuance? Hmm? How would you vote on it? Now, they have to have you vote on it. What do you think? 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. At the bottom of the hour, we'll have an interview with Jim Lauder, Republican, who is running for Marion County Chairman. You want to stick around and uh, wait to hear that? so that you can understand why he's doing that. Now, Jim ran for the Republican nomination in the Hispanic district, which is a d- Democrat-drawn district on purpose. Now, he was unsuccessful in the primary. Tracy Kramer won, and ultimately she won in that Hispanic district. We flipped a seat. We flipped a couple of seats in the House. The House no longer has a fundraising or a not a fundraising a tax raising majority in the house and in the senate because kim thatcher also won that newly drawn senate district which includes a large share of what used to be peter courtney's district now courtney of course as you know has retired and so we have you know, kevin mannix won the other half of that senate district so we have a trifecta win here and this is important even though Kevin's district and Tracy Kramer's districts are Democrat-drawn districts on purpose, the Democrat machine could not win there. They could not beat those two, Kevin Mannix and Tracy Kramer, and they could not beat Kim Thatcher. Why? I'll tell you, there are good reasons why. Totally good reasons why our old buddy Wilbur sent me an email by the way it says given what conservatives always ridicule and condemn others of I can't help wondering why they're not using stronger language against the left <laughs> I don't know what conservatives you're listening to Wilbur but conservatives like me and a lot of others that I associate with are in fact using extremely strong language against the left. I don't know how much, I mean, we call them communists, for goodness sake. What more could we say? The anarchists that are Antifa and Black Lives Matter. I don't know what more we could say, Will. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. There's lots more to talk about, but including, did Russia... Really fire a missile into the Ukraine? Or are they Ukrainian missiles that were trying to shoot down Russian missiles that fell into Poland and killed two people yesterday? Is there a backstory? Yeah, there is. And it's another corrupt scheme out of the Ukraine having to do with the collapse of the cryptocurrency firm FTX. But I got to go to the phones. Let's go to our first caller. Caller, good morning. And what do you think today? 
Oh, this is Ralph from Salem. Well, nevertheless, uh, first Ironic. of all, I got two names. I told Lars Larson in Espanol, they're the Zuboros, blue jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and what were you uh, referring the thing to? is this, what Trump said, uh, a constitution limit, term limits, a law to just go through and basically say you can't campaign lifetime ban, just like our founding fathers. They supposed to be servants to the people. And when they do, do you do like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and everybody else? You go back to your business of life, and you become a citizen in your local community again. The Pelosi's, the Jelly Ranos like McConnell, Rumpney, and and all the others, and Paul Ryan, Mister. I think I run Fox News in the toilet. They don't understand it. They want to go through and divide this country, but like what. Uh, Gene Bailey said on Flashpoint in, uh, down there in Louisiana, who was a very good minister, he said, yes. they've been playing, outplaying us because we've been nice and we're not street smart. Let's get back to the streets and let's get back and learn the game and play it back at them. But we do it with the facts and we can win. Don't play the Republicans against each other. And that's what All our right. establishment right. rhinos, whether it's our national community man, bossy, or anybody else, they don't give a hoot about us. They want to stay in their high seats like the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Sanhedrin. That's why Jesus went through the temple and took a whip and whipped their bum out of there. But nevertheless, we, the people, is making ways in Oregon. And I personally believe, thank God, we have constitutional sheriffs like Sevenson or Garner in my county, Polk County, or anybody else. We have to hold the ground. We must take back the high places starting locally. That's right. If and the we sheriffs don't start are in our schools yep. and city councils and many county commissioners, things. you can't, don't even look right. at the state's positions. You're absolutely right. Ronnie, thank you so much. But by the way, I got to ask you, did you watch Trump's announcement speech last night? And what did you think? I of did. It? Watching on Rumble, I thought it was very moving. I thought he was, he is what you ain't heard from this president or any other president. He, I mean, think about it. He ran through 160 something things that he promised only 12 that helped better this country. He pointed out the facts that are appeasement to China and the globalists. He pointed out the fact that uh, our uniparty, like Mark Levin would say, he used the ASS word about 23 times yesterday about the rhinos. And it's true. You got to be a servant to the base, as I tell my PC, my fellow PCPs and told some young ones that want to be in various counties. You must serve the body for the power starts from the bottom, just like in the Mosaic law that our founding fathers used with Moses as a president. There was the vice president. You had uh, Miriam as the secretary of defense. You had the captain of the guards as your house, and you had the 12 tribes of Israel as your senate. If we yeah. go on All that right. basis thanks, faithfully, thanks, we will I mean, have I, power. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate God you calling, that's Ronnie's opinion. What's yours? 503-589-1220. I got to tell you, that is the power Buick GMC talk line. And folks, Trump's speech last night hit all the right notes. It was more like a an address to Congress, like a State of the Union speech, than it was a rally speech. It was good. Some nests, some things that he said. America's comeback starts right now. It is 
had a powerful message of hope in it. He also said some interesting things that he's saying out. Death penalty for drug dealers. No more schools pushing. And thanks to Anne-Marie, for she's the one who's sent all these little things to me. No more schools pushing critical race theory. Defending parental rights. Voter ID. Same-day voting only with paper ballots. All the votes counted by election night. A national greatness agenda. This is just the beginning. It was indeed a great speech. Now, he didn't get into the steel of the election. We did not have a political coffee clatch last night. We will have one next week, next Tuesday night at Honky Tonk. Okay? Mark Fieldman is going to come and talk about his lawsuit that we talked about yesterday. Precisely what it's meant to be, and we're going to have him on the show tomorrow. Mark Thielman, to talk about the lawsuit in brevity, we'll talk about it much more in depth. For those of you who are that are involved in voter transparency, integrity issues, Oregon people's voting, and others, join us next Tuesday night. We'll be when we come back, three million Brazilians protested election fraud yesterday in Brazil. What? See that anywhere? Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buke GMC talk line. Or shoot me an email and I will do my best to read it on the air. That's Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. By the way, Julie writes an email voting. She said, let's see a bond issue to fund measure 114. Not happening here. The application to purchase a firearm is not a backdoor maneuver. It's blasting through the front door. Yeah, it is. Right on the money, Julie. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk. And by the way, you just heard the Power Honda commercial. And we want to thank specifically Power Honda for being not only one of the sponsors of this radio station, but of this show specifically. Thank you, Power Honda. If you're looking for a new or used vehicle, go to MyPowerHonda.com. MyPowerHonda.com. So yesterday in Brazil, 3 million Brazilians in just the capital alone protested. 
just the Capitol alone. The elections. This was Republic Day yesterday, November 15th, in their country. Now, there were another 500,000, and there's videos of this, folks. You can see it. Another 500,000 that protested in Sao Paulo and in many other place in Brasilia alone the city of Brasilia and again you see the video of this three million people now what's the what's the whole outcome of this well in at least 100 of the electronic ballot boxes there wasn't a single vote for Bolsonaro five million votes were discarded and Lua the criminal who had been the president before who served time in prison allegedly wins at 50.9% of the vote versus Bolsonaro, the current president, 49.1. Five million votes get discarded. A hundred electronic ballot boxes don't have a single vote for Bolsonaro. Now, the Minister of Defense sent a report on the possible election fraud to the radical leftist Supreme Court, which is full of Lua supporters, according to this Gateway Pundit story. Military's report said there are relevant security risks. Bolsonaro's Liberal Party, which is actually the Conservative Party, has submitted its report on electoral fraud, saying it's requesting an annulment of the election. Now, all of this is because of the voting machines. All of this is setting up something that's going to happen. That is the sitting president, who is still Bolsonaro, to order the military, a military court, to decide. That sets up a battle between the judicial system and the executive branch. The military will probably have to take to the streets. Now, and this is all constitutional, by the way, in Brazil. Bolsonaro and the military leadership are making every effort to follow the law and the rules of democracy. Here's what's interesting. There are no protests for in favor of Lua, who stole this election from Bolsonaro. There are none, but there are millions. Just like in America. Let's go to Jess, who's on the line. Jess, good morning to you. Did you watch Trump's speech? What did you think? Uh, no, I didn't watch the speech. I was dizzy, dizzy. I okay. kind of figured what he was going to be saying. I just wanted to comment on the 114. Yes. It's heartening to know that a couple of sheriffs are going to follow the Constitution. There are five of them in Oregon that are vowing not to enforce this thing, or portions of it. Five in Oregon. Well, it just creates a stalemate. Everybody should recall that recently uh, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled on the constitutionality of the New York State constitution in regards to undue restrictions and of course you know what people need to remember is is the point of measurement starts at the federal constitution not from the state constitution concerning the matter of the right to keep and bear arms so these pugsleys here in oregon who petitioned and got that 114 on the ballot in the first place are 
either ignoring that or ignorant of that. And those who voted for it are ignoring that or ignorant of that. And they're just creating another quandary for us to have to wade through. And what I can't believe is so many police officers who are supposed to be upholding their oath to protect the constitutions, plural, will just crack your head based on somebody else ordering to do so like they don't know nothing. And yet we, the people, every day are held to the standard of knowing the law and our ignorance is not a viable plea. And whether we say we didn't know anything about it, we'll swing for it. And these guys are supposed to be held to a higher standard. If they're going to take that oath, they should be somewhat of aficionado, or at least trying to be, of what the frigging Constitution says. And that's how hey, they Jess, should gotta conduct ask you themselves. Jess, I've got to ask you a question. You're former law enforcement, correct? No, former Special Forces 82nd Airborne. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So in the UCMJ, you are allowed to refuse an unlawful order from a superior officer, correct? Correct, and I've done it. Okay. Do you think, and I'm going to ask every law enforcement officer listening to me right now, do you have the same ability to refuse to enforce a lawful order from your chief of police or your sheriff? What do you think? Yes, yes quickly. Do. Yes, they do. They're supposed you, to follow Jeff. all laws lawful and moral, and they're equally duty-bound not to follow unlawful and immoral laws, period. And that's how I won, and it was no, no sweat. For the Marion County chairman of the Republican Party. Don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop the 24 minutes before the top of the hour. In a moment, we're going to chat with Jim Lauder, who's running for the Marion County Republican chair. Got to remind you, you just heard the commercial for Freedom Heating and Air. You know, this uh, it's gotten pretty cold. And if your heating system, your HVAC system, or your furnace is just not keeping up, you really owe it to yourself to stop being miserable or uncomfortable in your home because it ain't keeping up. Call Freedom Heating and Air right away. They'll come out. It's one of the things they do best is get out to your place right away to fix it. 503-580-1456. Not just you seniors and you veterans where Freedom Heating and Air gives you great discounts, but you apartment managers, they have discounts for you too. More importantly, they get out and they get it done for you right away. Give them a call, 503-580-1456, or check out their website, Freedom Heating and Air, all one word, freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. Jim Louder joins us. Jim, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Jeff. It's good to hear you again. Yeah, it's good to have uh, you on the show again. Um, so first off, before we talk about uh, why you're running for Marion County uh, Republican chair, got to ask you, did you watch Trump's announcement speech last night? And if you did, what did you think of it? I didn't get to watch it. I, I read it. I heard it on the news. I've been traveling. Ah, I see. Okay, very good. 
So you heard about it on the news. <laughs> what did you hear on the news? Well, it's hard to get it's hard to get any kind of unbiased. Uh, I did find a conservative uh, a radio show in Colorado of all places that was pretty darn good. But uh, 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 of course, you don't get any neutral or unbiased uh, reporting from NPR or the other news sources available on a cross country jaunt. Yeah, that that is for sure. All right, Jim. So uh, we had Mike Adams on uh, on our election night broadcast. Because uh, he was at the the big party that we were at at the uh, convention center here in Salem, and he came on and spent some time talking to us about what's going on in in both the Marion County Republican Party and how we had a great win, actually three great wins here in Marion County with Kim Thatcher getting elected in a district that is a Democrat district, half of it over half of it new to her, and two Republicans, Kevin Mannix and Tracy Kramer, whom you ran against. Uh, both winning in their Democrat districts. Now, why are you running then for Marion County Chairman of the Republican Party, and what what do you hope to achieve? Well, I really, uh, I, I'm really. Uh, con- first of all, congratulations to uh, Kevin and uh, Tracy, and uh, especially to Tracy, who is my opponent. As you know, uh, I ran against her. I I I, I foolishly sub- uh, got my my candidate statement in on time, but the payment was a few seconds late, so it wasn't included. But I congratulate Tracy. She ran a good campaign, and I think she's a good person and will do a great job in the legislature, as will Kevin. Um, I, uh, I'm running because I was asked to run. I was asked by some of the PCPs to run. So uh, my, um, and, and my purpose, uh, and I, I, my purpose is to recruit more Republicans, bring more people into the party, and use this opportunity to pivot on this, or to, to leverage uh, Tracy and Kim, and uh, and Kim's a friend of mine as well, congratulations to her. Uh, Tracy and Kim and uh, Kevin's uh, election victories, let's keep those voters. Uh, we're at grave risk of, of losing those voters. We have to listen to them, we have to have a dialogue with them, we have to bring them inside the big tent and we have to uh, keep them on board for the next round of elections if we don't want to be relegated to permanent permanent super, major, super minority status, especially now that they've passed that. Uh, I, I was proud of the Republicans last session for walking out at a key moment. Uh, as you know, the, 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 my understanding of the amendment that was passed is that, that they can be ejected from the legislature if they do that again so many times. Yeah, they can. Uh, Ten unexcused absences. Uh, it leads to that um, that eventuality. I think it's unconstitutional, to be honest with you, under the U.S. Constitution and possibly under Oregon's Constitution, or although in the Oregon courts that are wholly owned, and especially the Oregon Supreme Court, that will have been completely replaced by Kate Brown herself, they're not going to rule in anything other than the leftist mentality. Now, I want to go back to something that you said, because there's a story in The Federalist today, actually two stories about Generation Z. That is the young generation that is learning to vote by only electronically. And if we ever want to go back to Election Day as we know it, we better 
make sure that Generation Z knows that Election Day, what it really means. That it's not Election Month, that it's Election Day. And that if we cross the Rubicon of not just mass bail-in, mail-in ballot voting, Jim, but if we cross the Rubicon of electronic voting from your phone or your home computer, that this generation that buys everything online, that watches shows and gets their news from online and on their phone, that this generation will not know or understand not only the tradition of going to the polls, but the security that it is. Now, in Marion County, Jim, there is a very strong movement called Oregon People's Vote within the Republican Party and without the Republican Party of people who are trying to ensure true elections transparency and integrity. Now, what's going to be your viewpoint about how you reach out to Generation Z and election transparency? How are you going to ensure what you just said? Well, that's a great question, Jeff. And I would uh, the first thing I would do is establish, uh, try to find some relationships with uh, Generation Z um, people, voters who might lean a little bit red and have a discussion with them and listen to them. God gave us two ears and one mouth. I think we need to do a lot more listening as Republicans, especially in Oregon, if we're going to restore the balance that Republicans have traditionally enjoyed and the civility that tradi- that Republicans have traditionally uh, um, made happen in the great state of Oregon. Um, but the uh, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's not only the Gen Z demographic. Uh, we're not we're not doing well in many demographics across the state. We need to address all the demographics, and we need to we need to listen to them. We need to um, we need to not use our platform, state platform, which I agree with, but which we not need not to use it as a litmus test or a baseball bat to beat people about the, the, the head and shoulders or to, more importantly, to exclude them from civil discourse. We need to have big, tense civil discourse, including Gen Z. We need to listen to their concerns. But I can tell you as a cybersecurity auditor that I agree that it's not, uh, that's what I do for a living for 20 years, 25 years. And I can tell you that electronic voting is subject to fraud, regardless of what the mainstream media says. That's, that's a big lie. Um, but, but uh, we need we need to bring we need to establish relationships and bring Gen Z in the tent. My my kids are millennials and they're already in the tent, uh, so I understand a little bit. But they're and they're also on their electronic devices constantly, so that gives me a little bit of insight. But I understand that Gen Z is not the same as as millennials. So we need to uh, we need to have an outreach for each and every demographic. I completely agree. Um, so what? What's your so your cybersecurity um, career? The Oregon Republican Party is challenging ballots. Okay, they've announced two legal notices sent to the Secretary of State and to election officials all across Oregonians or Oregon about, and it's a litigation notice challenging, first of all, the 7,767 ballots that the Oregon Secretary of State ordered be sent to unregistered voters. They can't be counted, according to Justin Huang, chairman of the party, because Oregon's constitution requires voters to be registered 20 days before an election in order to vote. And these individuals never registered. 
Okay, even though the Oregon Secretary of State says they got to be separated. Okay, so do you support that kind of thing? And does that does that make it harder for you to reach out to Generation Z? I think we have to do what's right, and that's right. Um, but but I agree with your uh, previous observation that our, our our chances of success in the courts, considering um, the um, political environment in Oregon is, is pretty small, but I'm really proud of Justin. I'm really proud of Justin Wong for stepping up and uh, trying to do what's right. And uh, we just have to, um, we just have to not set our hair on fire. We just have to do the right thing calmly, quietly, professionally. And that includes uh, lawsuits where applicable. And this is certainly, those ballots are certainly uh, illegitimate and need to be challenged even if it just sets the stage for some future victory. even We can't win every battle, but we need to fight wherever we can, uh, calmly, gently, and, you know, like Jesus did with love. We have to embrace, we have to love our neighbors, even though we have to grit our teeth sometimes to do it. But we have to. <laughs> yes. We have to. We must. No, I know. And, uh, and, uh, uh, you know. and we have to hang out with sinners, just like Jesus did. We, yeah. can't, uh, we can't just hang out with uh, Pharisees like ourselves. Uh, or Sadducees, as the yeah. um, quick now the vote is in a meeting uh, tomorrow. Is that correct? Yes, it's at the uh, it's at the committee uh, meeting tomorrow, and I uh, it's only uh, PCPs that vote. So I'm really speaking to all the uh, Marion County PCPs on this phone call. I hope you'll give me a chance. Um, I'm not. Uh, my purpose is the future, not burying, not digging up any dead bodies from the past. But I want to do things fair, square, transparently, right. And I've got a, a lifetime career in the Navy and in corporate America doing exactly that. In small Thank business. you, Jim Louder. We're at the end of our time. Appreciate it. And, uh, folks, there you go. Jim Louder, if you're a PCP, you're voting tomorrow night. Thanks, Jim. Be blessed. Back Thanks, in the morning Jeff. at 648. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.am. News. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nancy said, hey, wow, sounds like the Brazilians really don't like vote stealing. Three million protesting? Huh? And we on the right in the U.S. just lay back and keep taking it? Shows what? We're lazy. Scared of being thrown in jail? I am. So we keep following all the rules and laws with the real problem is when the real problem is we're being ignored. How do we overcome this? Gail writes, Hi, Jeff. We did watch President Trump. I perked up when I heard him say he was commander-in-chief. Trump says of Nancy House Speaker, she's on her way to another country to get fired. Interesting. Yeah, she's actually um, <laughs> she's actually traveling. She didn't want to stick around for the disaster she knew that was coming. Folks, by the way, you just heard Righteous Renovations, Eric Azer's commercial. 
I got to tell you, um, he is a contractor that you can really trust. If you if you listen to his interview some months ago, you know what I'm saying. It, but if you go to his website, RighteousRenovations.com, you can also see it with your own eyes. You can see the before and after pictures of some of the great work that he has done because he focuses on quality at the expense sometimes of quantity. Now, he advertises here because... You guys are a great audience and you patronize so many of our great sponsors, but you've also done a lot of business with Eric. You can have great confidence that you trust, you hire Eric Azer to come into your home or your business to do a, an important remodel project. He'll do it, he'll do it right. He won't make your life miserable. It'll be a good experience. And all you have to do is go to his website and you can see that and read the testimonials from very satisfied customers yourself. It's RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com. How do we overcome? Well, it's partly this Northwest Observer news story that I just was talking with Jim Lauder about. The Oregon Republican Party challenging illegal ballots especially, and I quote from Justin Huang, chairman of the Oregon Republican Party, any ballot illegally cast after the deadline diminishes the votes of all. Yes, it does. That's voter disenfranchisement. That's the basis of one of Mark Thielman's lawsuits. I'm gonna tell you that Mark Thielman joins us tomorrow on the show and he's going to join us in person at the Political Coffee Clatch next Tuesday evening at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill in Salem to explain in depth why his other lawsuit that is having to do with the specifics of things in Oregon. The first lawsuit is disenfranchisement. That's a federal lawsuit. This lawsuit is a state lawsuit because it goes after the Secretary of State. It does diminish our votes. You can't send out illegal ballots, Shamia Fagan. And the Oregon Republican Party previously sent out a litigation notice challenging any ballot that is received after election day without a postal mark or other postal indicators showing that they were mailed in accordance with the law. Now, the law is confusing is in House Bill 3291. It says in one place it's got to have a postmark and in the other place it says no, it doesn't. Because I will tell you that those ballots received after the deadline without a postmark cannot be counted under federal law. Now good for the Oregon Republican Party for threatening a lawsuit. Good for them. I want to give you a bit of hope, by the way, on, on another issue that has to do with if you want to fight back against the pro-abortion movement in Oregon, the incredibly, Oregon has the most liberal abortion laws in the nation. If you want to fight back against that, do what this New Mexico town did. They made their town. This is Hobbs, New Mexico. Their town council voted unanimously to become a sanctuary city for the unborn, despite the governor's abortion radicalism. 
The subheadline, this is a piece in The Federalist by Jordan Boyd, the pro-life movements in Texas and New Mexico have been so effective recently that they've even earned the wrath of the Biden White House. Got to tell you, this is a good thing. You want to fight back against the unconstitutional actions in Measure 114? Sanctuary counties and sanctuary cities for those who choose, who believe that their constitutional right is being infringed, you could do the same with the pro-life movements in Oregon. And you can do that, folks. This is a great thing. In blue New Mexico, they're fighting back in doing this. It's a great story. I want you to be able to read it, but I got to go to the phones. Let's go to Glenn. Glenn, good morning. How are you? Yeah, I did. I did vote for Kevin Mannix. He was on my ballot. Good. But uh, I did escape to Arizona, and I have a lot of friends here. We we actually went to the rally last Saturday in Phoenix, oh, where they're you? counting the ballots <laughs> on Third Street. And uh, wow, what a what a four ring or a three ring circus! <laughs> now, here in Arizona, they're challenging. Uh, not by lawsuit, but by affidavit about the election, where many of the tabulators did not tabulate, count, or they couldn't feed the paper into the tabulators. Well, what, what they found out in heavy Republican areas, they found out the paper was larger, was larger than that certain areas than other areas. They intentionally made the paper larger so it wouldn't go into the tabulator in Republican areas. So affidavits are being uh, delivered today to Maricopa County commissioners and the Patriots are going to be going there to testify. And they're asking, they're demanding a recount here in Arizona on December 6th. And if they do not meet the demand, then we're going to the streets in mass. That's, that's the challenge. And that's going to happen. So you think uh, what's happening in Brazil could happen in Arizona? I think it's a big possibility. If Trump and uh, Carrie Lake would join hands together and do a large rally in the city, and they could do it here, there, there's enough people that would allow it, they could draw massive amounts of people. Wow, would that because, face the criticism? It's a great idea. Uh, Glenn, i got to let you go because I need to finish up with Tim. That would be profound. Tim, you got one minute. Go. I want to talk about the oath of office. Uh, First of all, legislators, you know, they take an oath of office. How come they're not held accountable? Two, when you become an officer in the military, you take an oath. And as an officer, you take an oath to the commander. As enlisted, you take it to the commander and the president. No, an officer does not. So, can you take away my oath of office as an officer? Tim, thanks. Great question.